It's Billy Hollowell, and welcome to the final installment of our Vindination podcast series. Lucas, are you sad that this is I the am. last one? I was just wiping some tears away from my eyes right now. <laughs> You've cried again. You cried during episode nine, and now you're crying before we even <sighs> talk about episode 10. I can't handle it. <laughs> so, all right. So episode 10 has so much going on in it. And as always, again, listeners, we're going to spoil episode 10. So if you haven't watched it yet, come back and listen after. But OK, let's talk about Doris because Doris is back and not just talking about Doris is back. We see her face. We see her I hate briefly it. in this episode. But before we get there, she has written a letter back to yes. Travis now. Yes. And he he won't read it. Why do you think he's having such a hard time reading that letter? You know, I see I see this happen with people sometimes. They just like let it sit there and, you know, you you know, like I understand like some task you don't want to do that's like I have to go do my laundry or wash the dishes or whatever and so you put it off. Or host like, the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, I love but, this. But but you know, when you get that communication like it's not going to change what's in there. Like he's just not ready for it yet. But yeah, he just lets it sit there. And, you know, so we're left wondering kind of what does that what does that look like? What did she say? Um, and, you know, we really don't fully know what he wrote to her, you know, that went in the mail before. So, um, you know, that's uh, uh, there's there's definitely kind of some building that's happening there. Yeah. And and I guess let's talk about I mean, this is the end of the episode, but let's since we're on the topic here, he never opens that letter during during episode 10. We never see him open it. It's sitting with the apple on top of it on his desk. But he goes shockingly at the end of the episode to go see Doris. So he not only does he <clears throat> write the letter, he's now gone to see her. And what I found so powerful about this interaction. He's very emotional, which I think even not opening the letter is evidence of emotion, right? He, this is his mom. And I found it fascinating. It, correct me if I'm wrong. He started calling her mom <clears throat> in this episode. He said to his wife, Becky, oh, yes. it's a letter from my mom. Before this, I'd only heard him call her Doris. Am I yes. correct about yeah, that? I think you're right. I think you're right. So I think there's an intentional shifting that's happening in kind of so, verbiage for her. And so he shows up and she's very emotional and, you know, he basically starts to tell her that Jesus worked on him and he doesn't use the word Jesus though. And, I, and it was so amazing when, and by the way, you and I were completely wrong about Doris, when she says, if you're talking about Jesus, I know him too. And it's just like, wow, like Jesus reached these two people in totally different ways, this mother and son, and they put their hands up on the glass towards one another, one another. And it was really powerful. Yeah. And it's obviously, you know, that's coming, you know, after, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of skipped over this, but the, what got him there was what happened with Tomlinson and the, in sort of the, uh, um, uh, where they're making the case for, you know, presenting who should be the next chief. And, yeah. and that causes, you know, and obviously, you know, Travis finally, you know, Sergeant Travis finally gets the point to where, um, you, you know, that he decides the only thing he has peace about is to get up there and endorse, you know, Tomlinson to basically just say like, hey, this guy's been doing this forever. And he's got all this stuff. And, you know, if you and he's a better politician, and he's this and he's that. And so he's prepared for that. And he gets there and Tomlinson goes first and just starts, you know, just starts, you know, really just tearing him up saying all these things, fabricating stuff, making everything seem, you know, worse than it is, putting it all on, you know, uh, you know, Sergeant Travis and Becky. And, and, and then you also have this other dynamic of Anthony walking in the back of the room, you know, with what we, what we assume is probably still the gun. 
Yes, he takes the gun from the house. And, you know, he's there because it it appears like the waitress had gone through some sort of abuse or harassment or something. Oh, there's from, so much to maybe, unpack. Yeah, maybe something worse <laughs> as a result of, you know, what we assume to be Tomlinson. And so Anthony says, tell me who did this and then shows up. So all this is happening. I, I, I thought, you know, Anthony was going to do something here and start calling him out like in the middle of the courtroom. And, you know, obviously that doesn't happen, but this all causes, Tra- you know, Sergeant Travis to just get in this point where he's just done talking. And I think Becky sees that, you know, he drops her off and says, don't wait, wait up. And we don't know, like, is he going over to Tomlinson's? Is he, you know, right. where is he going? And he ends up just sleeping in the, in the prison parking lot and wakes up the next day, you know, to go in there and see his mom. So there's so much to unpack with what whatever you just said because there's so many things happening in in this episode. But I found it amazing, obviously their interaction, and so that's settled. We were wrong. Doris is a changed woman. She has become a Christian. So all of this, you know, sort of like our wondering is she is she sketchy? Is is there something wrong? As far as we know, she's telling the truth. But you know, who knows what the future holds? But she's telling the truth. She has changed, and there it looks like there could be some reconciliation for the two of them. What do you think? What do you think happens from here? If you had to predict, I think that um, I think that that uh, Sergeant Travis and Becky could have a new house guest for uh, if there's a season three moving forward. So I think that uh, I could see Doris coming to live with them for a little bit, helping around the house. And remember, you know, we, she brought us Anthony. She's the one yes. who connected Anthony to the Travises. So we got we have a little family that's budding here. And um, yeah, so that's 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 encouraging. And oh, look, we owe Doris an apology. We do. Doris, we are sorry. And well, at well, least we think so. We, th- we think <laughs> we're sorry. All right. But let's go back to Tomlinson now. So Tom, now I found it. It's like the, the heart of a believer, right? You've got Travis trying to write a speech and this is the speech you would give, you know, before the committee for consideration of chief. And, and as you were saying, he's like, look, I'm just going to give the speech. I really, Becky gives him the idea. I'm going to give the speech and, and hand it over to Tomlinson. And one of the most selfless things you could do. Now, part of me was wondering, but you know, Tomlinson is such a jerk. You know, he's probably sketchy, but I think he really felt in that moment that it was the right thing to do. And like, what a humble thing to do. And he goes there preparing to do that. He gets torn to shreds. And the things that Tomlinson was saying, he wanted the reaction he got out of yes, Travis. Which- he wanted to show that and see that this guy's unhinged and everything else. You goes know, after his daughter and his daughter yes. did have problems, right? Goes after, you know, obviously his mother. And and it does, as he's Tomlinson is saying those things, you do think to yourself, wow, like Travis does have a lot of people around him. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of baggage there. And, and he brought up the ex-con living, you know, Anthony living in the house too, which so, but I, I also thought, man, a lot of us have things we can't control with other people in our lives, and it's completely unfair. And you probably see this as a pastor all the time, the burden that people feel when they have that going on around them. It's completely unfair to throw that on the person. And especially, I mean, you know, you think about these situations. Well, his relationship with Anthony is because Travis is doing the right thing. He's helping somebody who was down and out, who was just getting out of prison, trying to give him a second chance. Like that's not reason to point a finger at him. That's reason to say, man, it's pretty awesome that you're doing that. You know, but obviously Tomlinson kind of spun that and you know, you, there's always a different angle of looking at something and, uh, and, and he takes a standpoint of really not being able to understand, you know, Sergeant Travis's life or, you know, why he's making some of the choices he's making. 
And uh, but I think that, you know, we as a viewer, we see obviously a lot more of, of, of uh, sorry, Travis and Becky's heart in that. And uh, yeah, it, it's easy to be surrounded by those things. But look, Jesus was surrounded by some really messed up people. And, uh, and we all, if we're really honest, are kind of messed up people. And, you know, but that doesn't mean that God can't well, do something great in our lives. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Lucas. Um, yeah, no, 100%. That's all true. And and so let's go back to Anthony because you brought this up. Again, the devotion, right, that Anthony yes, has that, to other people. The loyalty, the standing up for mm-hmm. other people, the the pushing back against the bully. Like that's definitely a theme in Anthony's life. And we've seen we've seen this go badly, right? That video of Anthony attacking the person, defending somebody. That's how he ended up in jail in the first place. In this case, we have no idea what happened. My sense is that the waitress, his friend, that she had some kind of interaction. The assumption is that it was with Tomlinson and he had gone to her, remember, in, in a previous yes, episode. Yeah, come over, call me and, you know, we'll and he kind of just in a very, you know, sly, you know, um, uh, creepy way, got her phone number and everything else and went back there to talk to her. And, and, you know, you know, I'm sure here's this person in authority and this is how these things happen. A lot of times you have somebody in a position of authority. And so it's natural to trust that person. And obviously Tomlinson seems to be somebody who continues, uh, to, you know, abuse people's trust and really use that to leverage for his own personal, you know, motivations. And so you, and now you see Anthony following, and it's interesting because, because, you know, Chris ends up getting this phone call. It ends up being Tomlinson about, and by the way, let's talk about Chris and then we'll go, go back to Anthony. Chris seems to be losing it in the beginning of the episode after her brother's death. She's trying to find from what I can tell the person where her brother got the drugs from. Yes. Right. You know, that totally was happening. And you know, she, uh, we started seeing the tough side of Chris. Like I've known the whole time I wouldn't want to fight her or mess with her. Yeah. But, you um, yeah. She, uh, she kind of kicks it up a notch here in this and, you know, and it, uh, and this is why, this is why I've said, you know, early on in the show that if you like something like Chicago PD, but maybe want something that you can watch with the whole family vindication, uh, is a, just a great alternative for that. And, and I think arguably in some areas, you know, you know, you're going to find something where you go, this isn't just an alternative. This is a great show. And I think we oh, really absolutely. saw that here, especially in episodes nine and 10, you know, as the season's coming to a close and, you know, Chris comes in there, pulls out the gun, starts shooting this guy's, you know, uh, a Corvette that he's working <laughs> on and, uh, you know, to try to get some answers from him and, you yeah. know, probably, probably not the best example of good police work, but you know, this is, this is a woman on a mission and she did what she needed to do to uh, to get that information uh, and then sets up kind of this little mini sting uh, or at least an attempt of one uh, with the uh, uh, with who they believe is this this dealer over at the uh, the gym that they go to. Right. And so then at the end of the episode, she gets called by Tomlinson. She thinks that it's someone else who's going to help her take down this Marco guy. And and then she finds out finally that you know, look, Tomlinson's a dirty cop. And not only is Tomlinson dirty, there are other dirty cops. And she's given a choice, essentially. Join us, Tomlinson says, or end up like your brother, basically. And her brother is dead, as we know. So we don't know what happens there. But what we see is that Anthony, this is why we know that there's something going on with Tomlinson. I doubt it's Marco or someone else who Anthony is following. Anthony has gone to that place. He very likely then has the gun. I think we do actually see him with the gun. And as that interaction is going on between Chris and Tomlinson and the cops, you know, we see, is he going to jump out? What's he going to do? Is he going to try to defend her? And the next thing we know, there's a body bag on the ground and Travis is there with other cops and we have no idea who is in that body bag. So something happened in that interaction. Did Anthony, what do you think happened? 
Okay, so theory? again, there's we we know nothing about anything of this story that from this moment, you know. So we're we're with the viewer on this, but here is my here's my theory. My theory is that um, uh, I'm totally uh, Mil, uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, Tomlinson? Tra- no, Travis's partner. Oh, Millwood. Millwood. Yes, I almost said Millstone. Millwood uh, has is that Chris had called Millwood ahead of time since he already knew what was going on with Marco and mm. that he is there, but we just don't see him kind of observing things. Maybe there's a wire on Chris this time. We don't know. And that Anthony's also there. And my, my guess, this is my optimistic side is that it's going to be one of the bad guys in the body bag could even be Tomlinson. I don't know. And that it is that Anthony and Millwood come in and uh, and help her and save her. So here's my theory. I think that it's either. OK, this is going to sound crazy. I think it's either Chris or Anthony in the bag. Now, I'm going to oh say don't. Gosh. I know I'm going to say I don't think it's Chris. I think it might be Anthony. And I'm I'm thinking, and this is just my theory. Again, we don't know anything, and I could be completely wrong. That Anthony does save the day, but he loses his he sacrifices his cell himself in the midst of that chaos for Chris. So that's that's my theory, but we have no idea because it ends and they leave us on the ultimate cliffhanger. I think that that's a possibility. I would like to think that that Doris and Anthony are going to get that moment together that we're going to see that unfold if there's wait, 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 what if Doris had a prison break (laughs) and it's Doris in the bag because she stormed the room and saved the day. It's not very possible, but, uh, well, but with vindication, you never know because you think you're going to know. And then they do something, the, the totally the different direction and they get me every single time. So I am here. I am just praying that there is an uprising of the fandom of this vindication that will demand that we get a third season. Oh, demanded everyone. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to just say one more thing about the Doris thing. I know we've jumped around. There's just so many things here to talk about. But but when Travis, you know, Sergeant Travis goes to see his mom, you know, he says that he should have gone months ago and that Jesus was telling him to do that. Um, and that he didn't do it. And he apologized for her saying, I'm sorry it took so long. And it was such an interesting moment because there's so many things in my life I know I'm supposed to do or I don't listen to. And it's just a reminder for us to listen, right? To listen in those moments. Because it seems like a bunch of events preceded that, that like you were saying, that led him there. It would have been really nice for him to go there without having to go through all those events, <laughs> those events possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, sometimes just doing doing that thing you know you're supposed to do that's hard, the sooner you do that, it's usually the best because now you're not thinking about it. You're not meditating on it. You're not worrying about it anymore. You've done it and, and you don't have to wonder. And even if it, even if it would you know, not have been this great reunion, it, it at least gets you past it so that you can move on to the other things that God's taking you to. So a uh, great, great reminder there. But all around, Wow, what an action-packed episode. A lot of things happening. And uh, I was I was like, at the end of episode 10, I was like, wait, what? There's nothing, like, I have to know. I have I to know, know what else Who is in that body bag? Yes. 
who and how did Doris get there? How was she in that? Anyway, well, listen, this has been what a blast. I love doing this after show with you guys. Feel free to go back. We've got an after show for every episode of season two of Vindication. If you have not watched season one or season two, or maybe you started with season two, go back and watch season one. Go on to Pure Flix. If you don't have a membership, you can get a free trial to check it out and binge Vindication today. Thanks again, Lucas. This was a blast. Absolutely. My pleasure. 